you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 304 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, going over the A's 3-1 thrashing of the Texas Rangers. Uh, and then I got a couple of things that I want to tell you guys about. And then I'm talking about Greg Dykeman um, and also Steve Biscotti's getting close, talking about the outfield situation. So that's going to be a decent portion of this episode. So that's what I got coming up for you guys today, but if you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you, and that is the Locked On MLB Prospects Podcast, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton. He's a good friend of the show. He's great. And this is the only podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You can also follow this podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. And in the Spotify Green Room app, I'm going to be doing a, uh, a home and away series, I guess we're going to call it, with uh, Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers. We're each going to be hosting a locker room during Thursday's game, during today's game. So if you want to come and talk some baseball, we're going to be there for double the time. So that should be a lot of fun. Stop by there. And uh, if you have any questions like Jim did today, uh, that's why I'm talking about Greg Dykeman is because Jim wanted to know when is Greg Dykeman coming up to Oakland? So I'm going to be answering his question a little bit later. But if you also have a question that you want to ask or a trade proposal, whatever you want to do, you can send those to me at lockdownathletics at gmail.com and I will answer them here on the show. But uh, before I get into the A's, three to one thrashing, as I'm going to keep saying, um, of the Texas Rangers on Wednesday night, I do want to give you guys a couple of show notes. And that is uh, number one tomorrow. And this will be Friday's episode. I'm going to be recording with one of the new hosts of the new of not the new Locked On Red Sox, but the redone Locked On Red Sox uh, podcast. Uh, Gabrielle Starr went and she got a full time job working over at Fansided. She's doing some of their editorial work now. So we got a couple of new hosts. The first one is Jason. Do not know how to say his last name yet, so I am not going to try. His name is Jason. He is the second Jason on this network. Um, I don't know if he's the inferior Jason, but you know, you, you make your own decisions on that one. He works at the Boston Herald covering the Red Sox. He seems uh, like he's going to be a lot of fun. And then we also have Lauren Campbell, who works over at Nesson, you know, the TV station that puts the Red Sox on TV. So they got a, a couple of dynamos going over to Locked On Red Sox. And uh, so I'll be talking to Lauren on Thursday. That'll be posting on Friday for you guys for your morning commutes. It'll be a little bit more of a get to know you and, uh, you know, see how they came about, uh, how they came over to Locked On and all that stuff, and then also give you a little bit of a series preview. So that's going to be a fun and fun episode. I'm very much looking forward to, to meeting these new people. They seem great from uh, what I've, you know, the, the brief interactions that we've had. But um, yeah, nobody's talked to them yet. I get to break them in. It's going to be a fun, fun time talking to Lauren tomorrow. And then also, uh, Tony Kemp and I, 
have set aside Friday. At some point, we are going to be talking on Friday, and that will be coming for you guys next week. I told you about it yesterday uh, that he reached out. I was like, yeah, I'd like to come on the show. So Tony Kemp and I will be talking on Friday. I don't know when yet. Doesn't Don't have that squared away, but, uh, you know, we... We'll, we'll get it squared away. We'll bring that to you guys. That will be coming in your ears next week. Uh, I'm going to say it will be the Tuesday episode. That's my guess. And that's just because the A's do not play on Monday. Uh, so on you know Monday's episode, I'll talk about the weekend and then the upcoming series and then have nothing to talk about because the A's had a stinking off day. So I'll just give you guys Tony Kemp instead. So that'll be what happens on Tuesday, I imagine. But uh, enough of all of this stuff. Let's talk about the game that actually happened here. The A's thrashing of the Texas Rangers here. Um, it fantastic game. Chris Bassett. What can what else can we say about Chris Bassett? He's looked like an ace the entire season. And he just went out and did it again against the Texas Rangers. Seven innings pitched, three hits, one walk, seven strikeouts. He had one hard inning where he had first and third, and uh, that was it. But he got out of that just fine. He's been amazing. He's just been amazing. And his ERA is right up there with the, the best in the American League. After last night's performance, he has a 304 ERA, which is fifth in the American League, just behind Sean Manaya, who was fourth with a 291 ERA. Uh, just at the top three here, you got uh, Tyler Glass now at number three with a 266. We don't know if he's going to be actually pitching the rest of the year, so uh, maybe they move up. I mean, obviously, well wishes to Tyler Glass now and the entirety of the Tampa Bay Rays so that they can take down the, the New York Yankees. But uh, we don't know if he's going to have enough qualified innings by the end of this, so they could just move up just because of happenstance. Then you got Garrett Cole, who has stopped using sticky stuff and has been struggling a little bit. He ha now has a 266 ERA, uh, which is you know tied with Tyler Glass now. And then Kyle Gibson, who the A's scored a couple of runs off of, uh, he has a two ERA on the season, and that is just ridiculous. Uh, Chris Bassett also has the most innings pitched in baseball with a 106 and two thirds innings. He's just been an amazing guy the entirety of the season, um, and people are starting to see it. Will he, you know, come back to earth a little bit? I don't know, but he's been doing this for a full season now, if you include last year. So you got half of last year, you know, 60 games from last year. And then you got, you know, what are we at a halfway point right now? So he's been doing it for an entire season at this point. And uh, he, he hasn't really slowed down yet. Sure, he has a three ERA as opposed to a 2-2, two -two, but... He's just been ridiculous, but the story of this game had to be Frank Schwindel going Schwindinger for his first major league home run. It was a second deck tank. Uh, yeah, Frank the Tank doing it in his first at bat, just welcoming himself to Oakland, and that was just so much fun. On yesterday's podcast, I was like, I don't know what we're going to be seeing from him uh, just because Vegas has been such a bandbox this year. I don't know what to expect once he makes it to the big leagues. And, you know, these, these balls, you know, these stadiums play differently, and I don't know what's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, he shut me up in uh, one swing. So <laughs> uh, I expect many, many more home runs from Frank Schwindel coming up. And his his reaction after uh, it, it was called a fair ball and all of that, it was just so wholesome and amazing. And he's 29 years old, and he's finally getting this crack with a contending team right now, which is, you know, just cherry on top, I would imagine. And he puts one swing on a baseball and it goes over the fence and uh, 
it, they had to go to replay review. They said that it was fair and he just cheered to himself. Like, but it was like, it was like, yes, but also just relief washing over him. And like just all of those years of being in the minor leagues, working for this moment. And you could see it on his face and in his reaction. And that was just, just a great moment in baseball. And uh, that is something that's not going to be shown anywhere. But if you watch the game or you were on Twitter at all, go back and watch that because that that's what I saw is just a guy who's been working for that moment his entire life. And he finally achieved that goal. And I just thought that that was beautiful. So uh, congratulations to Frank Schwindel. Uh, he's not on Twitter, but he is on Instagram. So you can find him there. But moving on to the thing that gets me all the retweets and all the likes on Twitter. And that is the Houston Astros getting swept by the Baltimore Orioles. I love to see it. Uh, that is good, good stuff. And they got severely swept too. They gave up so many runs and their bullpen is looking very tired right now. Um, Jose Urquidy uh, hit the IL this morning as I'm recording this uh, yesterday morning as you're hearing this. Uh, Luis Garcia did not last too long in a Wednesday's game. So that bullpen is getting extra taxed right now. Um, and that could bode well for the A's. They also have an off day on Monday. So I don't know if it's going to have a huge impact, but if they have to keep using their bullpen this weekend against the Cleveland Indians, then let's see if they're just tired coming in. The offense hasn't been doing much against, you know, Matt Harvey and the other Baltimore Orioles aces that they got. Uh, they didn't even have to face John Means in this series because he's also on the IL. So how they got swept, I don't know. I thought that they were amazing, and apparently they're not. Uh, they they were probably looking forward at the schedule and being like, oh, we got the A's coming to town. And then they just tensed up because they know that Oakland is going to bash uh, is my hope. <laughs> That's the joke that I have for now because they're not playing them next week. I will be very scared. But for now, we um, anyway. So, yeah, the the uh, the Astros lost again. The A's are now half a game back in the AL West. And uh, just a couple of days ago, it was three games. So uh, baseball switches. Baseball is weird. Baseball is wonderful. I love it. And with an, an A's win today and an Astros loss, which would be their fifth in a row, um, they, the A's would be in first place in the AL West by themselves. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But that's what I'm hoping for. I'd love to see it. And even if the A's aren't in first place uh, come the All-Star break, as long as they're not, you know, more than five games back, they could get swept against the Astros, right? Heading into the All-Star break. Uh, that might actually make them trade for, you know, bigger pieces. But um, as long as there's not too big of a deficit, that's the only thing that I'm looking for right now uh, with, you know, a couple of weeks left until the All-Star break is don't just go on a huge losing streak and lose a bunch of ground in the AOS. That's all that I'm hoping for. If you have a lead in the AOS, that's even better. But don't give up ground right now. Don't give up, you know, three games, I guess, because five would be a, a lot. But let's say three games. Don't go three games back of the Houston Astros. You don't got to face them until those six games at the end of the season anyway. So uh, you, you get to beat up against other teams. I know that they got the White Sox coming up. Uh, they also have uh, three more against uh, the Yankees at some point. But the Yankees have not been playing well. Uh, they gave up seven runs, I think. Ross Chapman gave up four, and then there was another uh, two or three given up by 
whoever the next reliever was. Uh, yeah, Jared Walsh had a grand slam. It was fantastic. The Yankees are imploding, and I love to see it. So I maybe, maybe, because I, I think they're roughly like nine games back right now in the AL East. Maybe they actually end up being sellers, and they got some bullpen pieces. So that would be very, very interesting. We'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, obviously we've got a couple of weeks until we can start actually thinking about that. So uh, we, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But coming up on the show, I am talking about the A's outfield situation, including Greg Dykeman and Stephen Piscotti. So stay locked in with Locked on A's and I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You all have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Smartphones, friends. Uh, save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for these same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years. And RockAuto.com prices are always reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like here in podcasts. You can follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. I'm going live with Bryce Patrick a couple of times during the game. We'll be going live at first pitch and then uh, probably right after that as well. So first hour or so of the game, you can come and enjoy the game with Bryce and myself. Should be a lot of fun. So make sure to download the Spotify green room app wherever you like getting apps. Um, it's on the, it's only on the iOS devices. So uh, wherever you like getting on your iPhone is basically where I'm going to say where you should get them. Um, and then also, if you have any questions for us or trade proposals, anything like that, you can email them to us at lockdownathletics at gmail.com. And thank you to Jim, who has heard me say that before. And he emailed me a question and I am going to answer it right now. Jim asks, do you think that it is time to give Greg Dykeman a chance to replace Seth Brown, who is hitting 187? And obviously that sounds really good. Uh, Greg, Greg Dykeman is hitting 324. He's on base at a 457 clip with a 932 OPS. Those are fantastic numbers. I talked about it a little bit yesterday and, you know, just now Vegas has been a band box. So I don't know how much to trust those numbers. Uh, that is one little caveat that I have currently. Um, but I also want to go on, you know, what Melissa Lockard wrote over at The Athletic uh, just a couple of days ago. So Here's what she said. Melissa Lockard has been covering the A's minor league system for over a decade. She's fantastic. Uh, I go to her for any minor league information that I need because she's great and she's wonderful. And I like talking to her, but she wrote uh, this about him just a couple of days ago and said that he has not found his power stroke yet. He has three home runs and they're all on the road. So even in the band box of Vegas Park, let's call it. I actually don't know what the name of it is. Don't hate me. Um, he, he has not found that power stroke. He has not taken advantage of balls flying everywhere. He is getting on base at a 457 clip. So, so that should not be minimized, but at the same time, eh, 
and you know, um, and he only has a 604 OPS against lefties. So that is just a couple of things. He's, he's not quite the complete hitter that you would want to see being called up, but if he was going to be taking Seth Brown's role, then he wouldn't necessarily have to face too many lefties, I would imagine. So I could see that potentially making some, a decent amount of sense. I understand the thought process and what I like to see, you know, other guys get a chance, especially, you know, Luis Barrera, who had a, a brief cup of coffee, had a couple of at-bats, didn't really get a fair shake. Uh, Seth Brown got a fair shake, but didn't make the most of it. And now he's just kind of, you know, languishing on the bench. Uh, he gets at-bats every now and then against, a you know, a righty pitcher, but that's really it. Um, I, would I like to see a little bit more? Yes, but I don't know if he's ready. So that's, that's one, but one thing that I did see in his stat line that I did like a whole lot is that he is seeing 4.486 pitches per plate appearance. And that would be the most in baseball. If he was in Oakland, uh, I do not know where that ranks among minor league, uh, hitters, but that is really, 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 really high. That is really good. Um, I'm going to be talking about this with Tony Kemp. I wrote it in the, the piece. I linked to it in yesterday's episode. You guys can find it over there. It's at my personal blog by Jason B. I think I wordpress.com uh not not positive what the website is i, I linked to it on twitter uh you, you can find the link over there but uh tony kemp is now seeing 3.925 i believe pitches per plate appearance and that's roughly league average in the major leagues so that is something that he's been doing as an adjustment but greg dykeman is seeing almost half a pitch more per plate appearance and that is really, really, really high. Yohan Mankata is like right there at like 4.4. So uh, Dykeman would have him beat by just a little bit, but not a ton. But the one big question mark that I have with Greg Dykeman is the same thing that I had with Lazaro Armenteros when he got called up. Uh, obviously, it's not nearly as much, but Dykeman's BABIP right now is 424, which is fairly high. Usually his BABIP in, you know, other seasons, it's gone as high as 320, but the other two years in between there, uh, it was right around 290. So he's roughly a 290 BABIP guy on, on the whole, but he's at a 424 mark right now. So is he getting a little bit lucky right now and also not hitting home runs? That's what it looks like. And I don't know that that would necessitate, and he's also struggling against lefty. So I think that there is enough going against a promotion right now where you want to see him really hitting his stride and maybe not getting as quote unquote lucky. Uh, you know, Babip is a little, it, it tells you if a, if a hitter is getting lucky. Is he getting super lucky? I don't know. I haven't really seen him play. I've been focusing on the Oakland days a, a whole bunch. So I haven't seen all of his at bats. But that's what the numbers tell me, and that's kind of what I go by. You know, I know that you should do the, the eye test and all that stuff, but I don't have the time, you guys. I don't have the time. So Greg Dykeman, I am very intrigued. I want him to be in Oakland at some point. Is this that point? I don't think so, according to the numbers and what Melissa Lockhart wrote. Those things combined, I don't know that this would be the right moment in time. And also... Steve Piscotty might be coming back from the IL. So uh, I'm going to be talking about that, that here in just a second and how that could impact the outfield situation in Oakland. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the NHL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. Uh, the, the, Phoenix Suns just clinched their trip to the NBA championship. Are the Atlanta Hawks now going to be joining them with Giannis? I, I don't know what he's doing, but uh, it did not look good. So 
Who do you got? Suns versus Hawks, if that is the matchup. Uh, who you taking? You could also put money down on the Boston Red Sox getting swept in Oakland this weekend. I like that a lot. Uh, so before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit out on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams continue their runs towards championships. Head over to the site or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying this show, you may also thoroughly enjoy the Locked On Today podcast. The sun has set on the Los Angeles Clippers season. That is what they are talking about. If you want to hear about it and get more of the sports news you need in less time, then you have to listen to the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You can also find this podcast on all of those same platforms. You can follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And again, in the Spotify green room app, join us at game time. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're not going to want to miss it. And again, if you have any questions like Jim did earlier, then uh, I will answer them on the show. Just send them over to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So I want to just touch on the, the little bit of news that came out. Uh, it was Matt Kawahara of the San Francisco Chronicle that I got the the information from. Uh, I know that, you know, everybody else probably wrote about it, but I read his article in particular. So it's Stephen Biscotti is seemingly nearing a return right now. He got another injection and it basically numbs the pain. So he's not fixed. He may still need surgery. Uh, it is something that he may explore, get another MRI. But uh, as of right now, he feels like he's ready to play as soon as the trainers clear him. So that is, you know, good news for the A's because he mashes against lefties and the A's could always use another masher. Um, although they did just get Frank Schwindel. So uh, everything's just coming up roses. He's good. Scotty's good. Everybody's great. Just hit dingers and have a great time at the Coliseum. Holy Toledo. <laughs> but it would he would be a very, very nice piece for the A's to add because they are a little bit short on outfielders right now because, uh, I mean, Jim asked the question, should we be replacing Seth Brown right now? Uh, so we don't have a lot of confidence in him. And Sky Bolt hasn't been better. Let's say that they're equal, but Sky Skybolt can also be a switch hitter, so that's that's a positive. But just a couple of things on Stephen Biscotti. Uh, he took batting practice on Wednesday, so that is good. Uh, he feels ready, and it's unclear if he's going to need a rehab stint before he joins the Oakland A's. So he may be ready for the weekend series? Question mark. My guess would be that they'd give him a few days just to make sure that he's doing okay, get him batting practice for a few days, and then maybe make that decision on whether or not he's going to need a rehab appearance in Vegas. So obviously we don't know exactly when he's going to be returning, but it does sound like it's not imminent, but also pretty close. It's getting close. It's not, you know, on the cusp of happening, but it should happen within a week, I would imagine. Uh, Mark Hanna still looks like he's going to be a little bit lagging behind where Piscotti is right now. Uh, my guess, and this is purely a guess, um, if it's going to take, you know, a week or a week and a half, why not just hold him out through the All-Star break just to make sure, give him that extra 
few days of all-star breakness uh, to make sure that he's right, have him hit the second half running. And so that's what I think would happen. Uh, it depends on what happens in Houston and what just the standings are looking like and how he's feeling. But that's what I would think if they're holding steady with Houston, then maybe you give Mark Canna those extra few days off. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm leaning right now. But again, uh, it's Mark Canna's health that will make that decision a little bit more clear. Um, but the big question is if the if Stephen Biscotti is ready to come back, say, you know, Monday, I know it's an off day, but if they make the, the roster choice on Monday, then who is going to be the odd man out? And you would imagine that it would be an, an outfielder just because he plays outfield. Um, but and the, the A's also have Tony Kemp, who can play left field. You got Chad Pender, who can play either corner position. So they have a lot of infielders on the roster, but they've got four outfielders and uh, Chad Pender is one of the outfielders that is listed right now. So they got five outfielders technically. Um, so you you could make do with the four. And, you know, Chad Pender being one of them. And then you got Ramon Laureano and then uh, Stephen Biscotti, who you'd platoon. But who would be that fourth outfielder would be a big, a, a bigger issue, I would say, just because you got Skybolt or Seth Brown. Uh, either of them can play against righties because they could both bat lefty. So nobody has a clear advantage there. And they both have waivers left. It's a matter of, you know, Skybolt was DFA'd earlier to remove him from the 40-man roster. So that's how the A's lost him. He does still have an option remaining. So as long as he's on the 40-man roster, then he's okay. Uh, but Seth Brown has two options. He's also 29, whereas Skybolt bolt is 27 and a half and has one option remaining so that could be a part of the decision if you want to take it that way where you can have more control over these guys for you know two years as opposed to one year uh, it, I don't know that it matters for these two players in particular with how they've been playing um, you know neither one has been fantastic at the plate but I think that uh, Skybolt being able to play center field as well is a point in his favor uh, considering that neither one has been great he's also a little bit faster which is nice to have and he could also act as insurance in case Ramon Laureano goes down you know, mid-game and isn't able to finish a game because right now uh, Mark Hanna is also hurt. So they don't necessarily have a center fielder on the roster except for Skybolt. You could probably get away with Seth Brown over there, but he also has not played center field at the Coliseum, which could be a determining factor. So uh, with Seth Brown being very, very you know, on ice right now, just uh, offensively, he has power, which is good, but it hasn't been, you know, showing itself of late. So maybe he needs that little bit of a reset in Vegas where the ball has been flying. Um, so it's going to be an interesting decision. My my money right now would be on Skybolt, uh, but we'll see how, you know, it could be the next, this weekend, whoever gets hot between those two guys, uh, maybe that's the guy that they keep. That it could be as simple as that. But as of right now, both guys are kind of cold at the plate. Uh, Skybolt, for what it's worth, is a little bit better against righties than lefties. So you could just have him be the left-handed platoon guy. And, you know, sure, he can play, he can, you know, hit from both sides of the plate, but you could have him in there more against righties because he's hitting like 174 against them as opposed to 050. So that's an option. Um, and then you, know, you could throw him in the outfield and get some good defense. I know Seth Brown plays good defense too, but not necessarily in center field. So you need that Ramon Laureano insurance just in case, at least until Mark Canna returns from injury, which could be another week or two or three, depending on uh, when they want to do it. Um, and 
you know, I've talked about it in the in recent weeks where I hope that the A's go out there and get another right fielder for this, you know, not necessarily for this, but uh, just some somebody that can do that. Joey Gallo, someone that I've talked about before, uh, nice power bat, hits lefty, can hit both righties and lefties. I think that that would be a nice situation for Oakland. Uh, we'll see if that comes to fruition, but th- there are going to be options out there at the trade deadline. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, outfield's going to be... It's going to be different at some point, probably before too long. So we will see what happens there. But uh, again, coming up uh, tomorrow's episode, I am talking with Lauren Campbell of Nesson and also the Locked on Red Sox podcast. So that'll be a lot of fun. Always love doing crossovers with the other hosts around the network, especially brand new ones. Hopefully I'm not too mean. Um, And then next week, uh, the plan is to have Tony Kemp on the show, probably on Tuesday. So if you don't want to miss that, and you don't, uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. I'll be live at game time. You can also email us any questions at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But that is all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.